This is Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. My name is Rachel Kelly. Welcome to my podcast. As a highly sensitive person, knowing there's so many others out there just like me, I wanted to create this podcast as a safe place to express myself and connect with others as I explore and share topics that many of us stay silent around. As a trauma-informed coach and narcissistic abuse specialist, you can expect both personal stories and educational insights along the way. My hope is that by hearing the raw and vulnerable parts of my life, you can remind yourself that you're never alone in yours. Welcome back to Diaries of a Sensitive Soul. And in this episode, I wanted to talk about navigating holiday overwhelm. And I know that overwhelm during Christmas periods, different types of holidays can be very common. And the reason that I wanted to do this podcast episode today was to speak into some of the things that highly sensitive people may find more overwhelming during Christmas time and specifically address the trait of high sensitivity and why we as highly sensitive people are more susceptible to overwhelm. And I'm going to be sharing a few personal things about overwhelm that I have experienced in the past. And therefore, I think so many of you will also be able to relate to. And what I wanted to do to start off this episode was really just giving some context as to why highly sensitive people do become more overwhelmed or have this greater susceptibility to overwhelm. So... I always love giving some scientific background because for me that feels good to understand really what's going on on a biological level and physiological level for us to be experiencing things to a higher degree. So I talk about this in other episodes where I address the trait of high sensitivity but just a reminder that being a highly sensitive person there is nothing wrong with you and it is a genetic trait that probably about 20% at the this sort of moment in time of research, 20% of the population is born with. And so when it comes to studying this trait, what scientists have found to be true is that the brains of HSPs actually have more increased activation in areas of the brain that deal with emotional processing. So like the amygdala, for example, which is your fear center. And this has been shown to have more heightened activation and therefore amplifying the emotional response to different stimuli. So again, this can be internal, your emotional experiences, your perception of events that are happening outside, the thoughts that you're, you're experiencing, and also to your environment. So the processing of environments and all of that stuff, all of that stimuli that's being processed through, these areas are way more activated. So of course, naturally, this makes sense that it's easier for a HSP to become overwhelmed. The term sensory processing sensitivity is something that has been spoken to quite a bit around the research of highly sensitive people. And essentially, this term really is just talking about the way that HSPs have a more finely tuned filter, let's say, for example, or sensory experiences and information coming in, that a HSP can really, really notice subtle changes in the environment that non-HSPs wouldn't necessarily notice. So these can be things like the change in someone's facial expressions, the changing temperature or lighting in the room, 
the change of volume of different conversations going on around you or just hearing these things to a much higher degree. Of course, again, this is something else that makes sense. That sensory overload is going to be much more common for HSPs when we're more susceptible and more aware and taking in this information to a greater depth. With all of this being said, we do know HSPs do possess a very high level of compassion and empathy. And a lot of HSPs that I have worked with do actually also relate and refer to themselves as empaths. So this is also a factor in emotional overwhelm. And the reason being is HSPs do have this trait where they have this ability to detect and interpret emotional cues that is heightened. Again, so with this heightened empathy, and I know this all too well, it's definitely been something in my experience where although it's a valuable trait, a very, very beautiful trait that the world definitely needs, it can also lead to emotional fatigue, compassion fatigue, and when exposed to kind of intense emotional situations, situations where it's involving other people, the pains, the shortcomings of other people, it can really, really, you know, impact a HSP and contribute to them being more overwhelmed. And I say I know this all too well, I've definitely had big traumas in my life that have come from the overwhelm of my own nervous system as a result of the pain of other people from witnessing that, from processing it and experiencing it in such a way that almost makes me feel that I'm part of that experience because of the more active mirror neurons that we do have also as HSPs that allows us to almost be in somebody else's experience and feel with them. So with all of this being said, we really do need to be looking after ourselves and understand that acceptance is key acceptance that we're different and that we don't need to go about these holiday periods or life in general but particularly when we're looking at the holiday season and knowing there's going to be possible triggers happening different challenges that we do need to understand that we have to approach things differently it doesn't mean that we're missing out you know different doesn't mean that we're worse off it's just a different way of managing and this is this is really key so there's a couple of things that i wanted to speak into in this episode and i'll talk to the unique challenges that i believe hsps may experience during the holiday season and what i'll do is i'll share with you the potential challenges and triggers that i believe can be common to hsps and then i'll shed some light on my experience of this and then how to cope and how to manage these particular challenges. So the first one that I wanted to speak to is the overstimulation that occurs. So we know that overstimulation is caused by too many things, too much processing of stimuli, a dysregulation in the nervous system and the nervous system's inability to cope, which can suddenly lead to a huge amount of overwhelm and these these stimuli again that are creating this overstimulation they can come from different things so they can come from your external environment or they can come from your internal world the emotions the underlying things bubbling under the surface your thoughts your perception of events so with holiday season of course there's a lot of social gatherings happening hsps need a lot more downtime than the non-hsp and With this being said, we still have extroverted HSPs. About 70% of HSPs are introverts and 
again, this may lead to you wanting to retreat more, which is absolutely fine. But even if you consider yourself extroverted and you gain your energy from your outside environment, which is how we define extroverts, it's still important to have that downtime. So just being mindful again of where this overstimulation may be occurring for you. So social events, it's important to understand and recognize like what are your limits? Because when you've had a busy, busy schedule, you're more likely to become overstimulated when your nervous system is dysregulated. You've had a full week of a nine to five job and then you're going into social events at the end of the week. And it's just important to notice if you are becoming more overwhelmed or you have a tendency to be impacted by busy spaces you know like loud venues and or crowded shopping centers if you're going shopping the pressures that you may have to actually engage in small talk or conversations you know to be present and to give like your all in social events like all of these things both these pressures that you may put on yourself along with the actual stimuli that is involved when you do go out and when holiday periods are happening, you're surrounded by more people, maybe families or friends and situations you might not usually be so exposed to in, you know, in such a short space of time. So just knowing where is it you become overstimulated and how can you manage that? Asking yourself if there's any sort of precautions that you can put in place, you know, being realistic about what it is you can handle. And there are tools that you can use, you know, having a space planned out in advance if you're going to an event and so that you feel you have this element of control it's like how can I know that I'm going to be able to honor what I need if things become overstimulating if you go to someone's house maybe it's just knowing where like you can go and sit in a, in a spare room go to the toilet for for a few minutes or, or pop outside or you can even have noise cancelling headphones when you're going around to sort of busy shopping centers and things like that if that is something that causes you a trigger now i know for overstimulation for me for social events being in loud places with a lot of conversations happening i find that so hard to manage like my brain just like can't cope so i need to um yeah it's like I noticed this as well, like people are trying to talk to me and it takes so much concentration and focus to be able to stay present in a conversation. If there's just loud noises, music going on, multiple different conversations and a lot of like energy and people like standing close to me, like that for me is stressful. And I know in the past I've gone into these situations and I've said to myself to be able to handle this situation, I need to drink alcohol to be able to be present in this and have fun, I need to drink alcohol. And so something that I've learned to do is honor myself and understand that if I'm saying statements like this to myself, I'm really not honoring my true self. I'm abandoning parts of me that are here that are saying to me, this doesn't feel like a good situation. And if I know that I need something, another substance, or I have a coping mechanism just to be able to get through this, that isn't a healthy coping mechanism, i.e. an excess of alcohol just so that I feel comfortable enough to be in a certain environment, then I know that that's not honoring and being true to myself. Now, this isn't me judging or saying this is wrong to drink alcohol. I still have drinks. Uh, I just I'm a lot more aware of my body and the reason and intention behind why I do drink alcohol and 
I love to have fun and go out, but I don't need alcohol now to do that. But at the same time, I also, to be fully transparent, I also don't enjoy the things that I used to do. I'm not someone that can say I can go out to the events that I used to go to and the parties and the things that I used to do sober because I can't because actually I realized when I took away that extreme of alcohol and I've done sort of many stints of being sober is that I didn't actually have fun and I didn't really enjoy it and I thought you know this is not being true to myself so I know this is probably something that so many of us do go through is learning how to find that balance like how can I still have fun be social enjoy myself and still honor what I feel is important to me and to my values and for everyone that's going to look different so the next part which kind of leads on from here I wanted to talk to was that feeling of pressure you know feeling that we need to give in to the expectations of like what the holiday like period does expect of us and this kind of leads nicely on from this social sort of interactions that may lead to overwhelm or overstimulation because we actually do have to be mindful of our schedules and our our planning when we're trying to organize events we don't want to say yes to everything without checking in with ourselves first and also knowing that it's okay to cancel things if you feel that that's the right thing to do and i know for many hsps i know i felt this a lot like this weight of feeling that there's just way more expectations placed on us during this this period things like you know pressure to show up to certain events or pressure to meet everyone's kind of emotional needs perhaps that trying to find the perfect gift or just putting that pressure on yourself that everything must be uh good and great and like holding so much kind of over responsibility for how other people are experiencing their holiday period you know almost putting that pressure like this is really up to me to be able to like help somebody else feel good and we know that this is overextending ourselves taking too much responsibility for something that really isn't our job and it's just remembering and reminding ourselves that I know as HSPs because of that huge amount of empathy that we do do that and we internalize that pressure which in the end just leads to emotional overwhelm and feeling stressed and taking all of the fun out of the actual purpose of your holiday And I think it's important to get really clear on what is it you do enjoy about your holiday period and what is it you don't and what's the reason, like what is your why for wanting to do the things that you're doing? If you're giving gifts, why is it you want to give gifts or do you even want to or is this unspoken pressure? Just for for finding that balance with what you feel is the right thing to do during your holiday period gift giving showing up to events it's important that you know why you're doing these things and how that's going to impact you and what you're going to get from it and also it's not saying you always have to be you know only focused on your needs and then just forgetting about everyone else that's not what i'm getting at here because i think sometimes we can go on two ends of the spectrum we're like okay i'm just going to withdraw from everything completely and i'm just going to shut down and it's only important that i think about myself i'm not saying be completely selfish here but just saying that in this process of trying to understand a balance for yourself it's okay to be selfish it's also okay to disappoint and to cancel people but it's also okay if you do have this desire to want to show up because you get a lot out of showing up for other people and you want to 
at times put yourself in these situations because you feel good about gift giving or you feel good about showing up and and letting someone know that you care so I don't want this to look like a black and white thing and there's there's never a right or wrong and it doesn't mean there's always going to be the same answer for yourself or the same kind of outcome that you that you do in these kind of holiday periods it's just so you feel that you have a choice here and connecting to your reasons why and for here I just encourage you to really like check in with yourself and set realistic expectations and boundaries based off your capacity of your nervous system and what you really really want to do in line with your capacity to do those things so what is it you desire what do you want and what boundaries can you set because when you're making decisions i know i know all too well sometimes we can have this tendency to be like yes i really want to do this thing and you say it when you're in kind of an extroverted phase maybe of your cycle or you're just you know you've got a lot of energy and then you can hold this pressure and stress of letting people down in the last minute so just knowing with yourself like where are you at is it something you maybe want to get back to people on if you're being invited out or you're being asked to show up to a family members around christmas time and you're just not sure what your capacity is it's okay to say like i'm not sure i'm going to come back to you or this is how i feel right now and just being really open about this communication and knowing that it's okay to change your mind and it's also the most important thing is communicating openly and clearly you know we obviously when a lot of plans and thought go into christmas planning personally i would rather not have to let someone down last minute but maybe it's about the compromise you go for half the time or you go for half the day and it's setting those expectations with yourself and communicating those with who you care about and who you have plans with and really we're doing this because we want to enjoy the holiday period you know being able to go into something where you're not saying these unrealistic expectations of yourself can just take away that pressure give you more enjoyment and minimize that stress element for yourself so the next one that i wanted to speak into is kind of connected in again but it's looking at our routines and how our schedules and things can get disrupted over the holiday period and personally speaking routine for me is so so important like if i don't have a routine or some level of predictability or structure in my days or my weeks i find it really really overwhelming it can actually be very anxiety inducing and i've tried so many different things i've gone from one side of the spectrum to other sides of the spectrum where i've gone completely flowy go with the flow let's see what happens to now having a, a balance between flow and structure and i think everyone again is so unique and individual but i have seen a trend across many hsps that i've worked with that thrive on this structure this predictability of things in their days and their weeks and when this is impacted during holiday times where you've got maybe more time off work you're having to plan things differently and that sense of like structure just kind of completely gets messed up and that can induce even more stress that on top of the fact that you know everything else is going on around it accommodating for other people having other people in your space hosting traveling a bit more maybe visiting people i feel like this one is something that needs to be looked at in a way that you can just 
give yourself more downtime into your schedule and still stick to a routine that works for you maybe that's incorporating a a morning routine maybe that's just your workout for the day it's like I'm gonna get up meditate do my workout and just give that first hour of the day to me and then if you have more time you know factoring in whatever else it is you need to get done and then allowing yourself you know structure in the social time structure in your downtime give yourself that sense of relief to know that you're going to wake up and still have an element of structure and predictability in your days so that again will be very unique to to everyone but i found just even having that morning part of the routine and uh the end part of the day has been really helpful just to give that time to myself especially to wind down before bed after a lot of the busyness that may be going on and then the last point that I wanted to really touch on here is the susceptibility that we have you know I mentioned this before as HSPs being able to really detect these changes in our environment and sometimes this can lend itself to being overly hyper vigilant of like the environment of people of behaviors and in some ways we're doing this because we do really care but but there's also, you know, times where we have developed a hypervigilance to detecting changes in the environment as a bit of a safety and protection for us to understand, like, how can we predict what somebody else is going to say and how are they going to respond? And this pressure, you know, having this heightened awareness added to an internalized pressure of what those things mean, i.e., maybe watching someone's face when they're opening a present of yours and kind of feeling this immense pressure that it's got to be the right gift, things like this that we do that can really contribute to this feeling of overwhelm. And of course, when it comes to holidays, many of us are dealing with family members or friendships or dynamics that are bringing people together that may be quite complex in nature and actually can kind of heighten the emotional responses to HSP. So yeah, maybe there's family members that you're spending time with that you wouldn't necessarily have so much time with throughout, like during the year, or you feel that because it's the holiday period, you have to let go of all of these boundaries if you are choosing to see people and you have to kind of forget because I know this is an interesting one, but I think we all hold these different roles within our family systems. And I know that I've gone back into a family situation and I've suddenly felt like the little child again, like the younger sibling and being talked to like a child. And it's interesting because it's funny how we can be so quick to resume a role that we may have had during childhood, um, during our adult life, when we go back into these different dynamics. And so it's so important that we do be mindful of this happening and also the boundaries and things that we can still put in place. It doesn't matter that we've gone back maybe to a, a situation that we're reminded of in childhood, but we still have to really honor where we're at as adults today and, and really listen to what it is that makes us feel good in these situations. And so being assertive with boundaries, being assertive with your communication, finding those emotional regulation tools that are going to support you to navigate any situations that do become particularly emotionally charged because we all know there's going to be some kind of situation I know in my family there's always some drama or some stress that doesn't really need to be there and I know that I've got very good at being able to like allow situations to 
diffuse or to you know put my kind of protection up and not be immediately impacted by these different conflicts that might go on around me and to know that I don't need to fix them I can be a witness to them and I don't have to let them affect me so what is it that you need how can you protect your energy in these spaces you know setting boundaries as one but also maybe it's about putting yourself into this invisible kind of bubble and putting this protective shield around you before you go into this environment and just as a visualization and if it helps, you know, imagining if there's any sort of conflict or emotional kind of situations that feel supercharged, that you can put this wall up and almost imagine these like emotions and words or feelings coming towards you from the outside and just kind of ricocheting and bouncing off. That's definitely something that's helped me in the past, just almost feeling like, nope, that can't get to me, that can't affect me. This is how I'm going to stay centered and I'm going to honor that in this moment. So I feel like I've covered quite a lot here. And just to kind of tie together the end of this episode, to prepare yourself for maybe the more busier period. You know, we're in December now, so things have already started. But again, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Boxing Day, that period between now and New Year, New Year, New Year's Eve, there's a lot of pre-planned events that you'll no doubt be kind of getting involved in. And so I think it's just important to not wait until you're overwhelmed or till you feel that you need to start regulating your nervous system or incorporate sort of practices to manage that. But to do that on a day-to-day basis, and I share about this a lot, the power of being able to really engage in just mindful practices where whatever's bubbling up within you and, and being in tune with your body and noticing what's going on in your body through body scans is... In practicing that non-judgmental awareness and just knowing that you can accept whatever feelings are coming up within you at any time, any overwhelm, and just knowing that you don't need to resist what's going on, but just knowing that you have the tools and you have the resilience to be able to navigate, you know, this period during the holidays and knowing that if you can dedicate time, five minutes every single day to giving yourself that mindful awareness and practicing compassionate witnessing of everything that's kind of going on within you that's going to allow you to go into these situations feeling a lot more confident that you have the tools so allow yourself to get into a bit of a flow where you're practicing you're you're doing these practices for yourself and maybe this even involves you know just calling in kindness to yourself sitting with yourself telling yourself all of the things that you're proud of yourself for and just telling yourself why you love parts of you your body your mind like what it is that you and really drawing compassion towards yourself and maybe you even extend this out to different family members or people that you're going to be surrounded with over Christmas so that you start to feel that sense of ease within you and gratitude practices have always really supported me especially if I am noticing like a tendency to be almost a bit worried or apprehensive about something coming up or I'm noticing you know I've already had to go through Uh, some challenging situations is just to draw my mindset back to what it is that I I do feel grateful for about this holiday period what is it that I can really focus my mind on and and allow myself to experience even like the smallest pieces of joy or peace even within all of this chaos and this holiday season that may bring stress like what is it that you do get from this like the family time the moments of seeing people's with smiles on their face and reminding yourself that this gets to exist 
in line with all of the other stuff that comes with the holidays and giving yourself the time to do the practices that work for you in between all of this busyness and getting out for walks, grounding yourself and doing things that make you feel good and not neglecting that part of you just because things have kind of changed, routines have changed and just checking in with yourself along the way, making decisions from the place of what feels good to me and how can I really honor myself and be true to myself during this time, even though there are maybe more expectations, more chances of me becoming overwhelmed and all of this stuff that does come with the holiday period. So I hope that's been helpful and I would love to hear any feedback of any personal things that may bring you overwhelm and how you feel about that and if there's anything you've been able to do to navigate those challenges. So thank you again for listening. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If anything I shared in today's episode has touched your heart or you feel cool to share with me any parts of your own personal journey, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me over on Instagram at I am Rachel Kelly. I'm sending you so much love and I'll see you in the next episode.